0: Welcome to On the Mic Podcast. This is your host Tim Drake. Today's episode is a live episode from San Diego Comic-Con Special Edition uh, that took place back in November. Uh, There's been a delay releasing some of these episodes. We've been really, really busy working on a lot of film projects right now, Uh, but things are finally coming back around. Uh, This episode we didn't release originally because there was a lot of audio issues when we went to record the podcast. Uh, They ended up not having anything for us to plug into, which is very unusual, so we kind of just had to make do uh, with our recorder on the table. Uh, So there will be a little bit of audio issues throughout this, but for the most part, it works just fine. Uh, My guest for this episode is my good friend, writer and director Alex Watson. Uh, He's been on the podcast years and years and years ago, uh, but I had him back as we were both at Comic-Con to debut the trailer for the feature film that we both made together uh, called Bundy Manor. Uh, we are in the final stages of editing that to get it out to festivals um, and streamers later this year. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was uh, what brought us to San Diego Comic Con Special Edition over Thanksgiving weekend, November of 2021. Uh, the other guest on here is Emily Perry. Uh, she's an actress who is also one of the stars of Bundy Manor. She plays the role of Mayana in Bundy Manor as well. And Emily just is incredibly unique. When I first uh, started following all of our cast on Instagram, I found out that she was a PhD. it kind of of threw me. I didn't know who in the world I was talking to and she had such a fascinating backstory and uh, she's just a lot of fun to be able to talk to. (laughs) Some really unique collections that you guys will learn about uh, throughout this. So it was a lot of fun being able to have these guys on the podcast and a great question at the end uh, from one of the audience members as well that leads into a fun discussion uh, about some of the uh, supernatural phenomenons (laughs) that we've encountered uh, while filming. Keep in mind when I say that, All of us are skeptics in this, but we've had weird experiences, so we talked a little about those at the very end, thanks to one of the people that had asked a question during that. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though, being able to get together Thanksgiving weekend uh, for San Diego Comic-Con Special Edition. Uh, this was the first uh, the first live convention uh, that we'd been to since 2019, uh, before the pandemic had hit. Uh, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun to get everybody back together. The following night, we had uh, the big panel to release the trailer for Bundy Manor. We had the entire cast of the film there. And that was just such an incredible experience. I always loved being a part of San Diego Comic-Con. But to be able to bring a film that I'm a producer on, worked a ton on, and to be able to have that premiere its trailer at San Diego Comic-Con, it was just a whole different experience. Uh, Something that I only dreamed of happening. And at the the same time, it was very weird to remember uh, five years ago uh, when Austin Grant and I first went to our first Comic-Con. Austin and I on the train ride back to our hotel, had uh talked about you know when did we think we would first see you know one of our own films debuting a trailer at comic con and I had said to austin you know i th- I think in five years or so, you know making a very ambitious goal that yeah, in five years i'm going to be premiering something here, and <laughs> almost exactly five five years later, yeah we're we brought our feature film to comic Con and debuted the trailer there and it was just such an incredible experience. So thank you to San Diego Comic-Con for allowing us to do that. Thank you to Alex Watson, Emily Perry, for joining me on this year's live episode from San Diego Comic-Con Special Edition. Um, and I will just uh, mention there is one factor that I stated incorrectly during the, uh, during the panel. I had mentioned that Jack Warner had died of a brain hemorrhage the night before the Jazz Singer premiered. That was incorrect. It was Sam Warner. That had passed away, so just the wrong Warner Brothers. There was four of them. It was hard to keep to keep track of at the time. Ironically, now I work for the company and I work at the studio every single day, uh, so trust me, I've got the four brothers d- down pat. But I had remembered I had accidentally said Jack Warner. It was supposed to be Sam Warner. Uh, so my apologies. That was an incorrect fact uh, that I had stated uh, when we were recording the episode. So, but this was again a lot of fun. I can't believe that we got the entire cast down uh, for the Bundy Matter panel. The fact that we got Alex and Emily there, even. For this all over Thanksgiving weekend of 2021. It was absolutely incredible. Uh on that same note, I'm very excited to announce that we of course will be back for San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Over uh July 21st through the 24th, of course, with preview night, Wednesday, July 20th. Uh yeah, we will be back. We are going to have the live panel there. Uh Alex Watson's actually going to be joining me as the co-host. So we still have not announced our guest just yet, so stay tuned for an upcoming episode. Uh, for that announcement as well as well as the date and time for that so those details still are kind of under wraps uh, due to some of the stuff that we have with comic-con but they will come to you very very soon so thank you for joining me on this episode your next episode will actually come out in two days so we're we're kind of catching up on our backlog here and the next one will also be a live episode with luke mcgarry from WonderCon. Uh, it was a really fun episode it was great to get to know luke on that Uh, so stay tuned for that that'll be coming up just two days from this episode releasing Thank you guys again for joining me on this live episode from San Diego Comic Con Special Edition. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. We'll see you in a couple days. Are they good? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there we go. I'll wake all you guys up at 8 o'clock at night.
1: so dark so early i just yeah. automatically feel tired
0: and sick. so thank you guys for sticking around when security was so adamant on trying to kick everyone out so I, I really appreciate it this is the first on the mic live show since 2019. so it's uh it's good to be back so thank you guys for you know coming out to comic-con on thanksgiving weekend so it's, it's exciting to see this many people actually showed up at eight o'clock at night so i'm very excited about it so, have all of you guys been here all day, or did you get here like midday? Midday. Midday. Perfect. Who waited in the longest line? Anybody like at least three hours? <laughs> three, uh, back here, three hours? Three
1: hours. Nice.
0: Uh, nice. I, think it's just, I think it's just Walter up here. Walter's uh, he well, the diehard. The Always the diehard. <laughs> So, uh, well, I am Tim Drake, I'm the host of the podcast. Let me introduce to you guys uh, my guest for this year. Uh, this is my buddy, writer-director Alex Watson. Uh, he just finished uh, <laughs> directing his first feature uh, that I'm one of the producers on, called Bundy Manor. Uh, it's a horror film that uh, we will be maybe in the trailer at uh, tomorrow night uh, in a panel. And then Emily Perry here, not Sadiq again. Yeah. Uh, we all wish we could be Sadiq again. We do. But we do. No, Emily uh, is one of the stars of Bundy Manor. And uh, when I was trying to decide who else I wanted to have on here, uh, when Sadiq wasn't able to make it, uh, there were some really crazy things I heard about Emily. And I was like, Emily has to be the one that, <laughs> that is on this. So, uh, Thank you guys for taking the time. I know, Emily, you just drove down from Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I mean, well, we, the so we did. The
1: we did Thanksgiving in Bakersfield, um, but we drove from Denver the day before that. So, wow. you're welcome. Woo! <laughs> Just kidding. I'm happy to be here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so now,
0: uh, Watson and I, we go, we go way back. Uh, we started uh, in film in Utah together, mm-hmm. and I, we never met for. Probably about three or four years going through the circuit. Uh, the only reason I really knew Watson is because I regularly lost to him in film competitions. So that was all <laughs> I knew of him. And then he friended me on Facebook, which I just kind of took as like a giant middle finger, like, "Hey, I'm the guy <laughs> that you lose to all the time." No. <laughs> so, but then we became friends, and he. But the first time, the
3: first time, yes, the first time we actually talked is recorded yeah because <laughs> we you you literally invited me when we haven't actually like had a full-on conversation and we did a did the podcast was it on the mic podcast
0: yeah it, yeah what yeah, it, it was an early episode and then like
3: you got to dig that up.
0: Yeah, literally like 12 hours later, then he sent me a text, hey, I need somebody to do sound on this film <laughs> that I'm doing right <laughs> now. Can you come over and do sound? Because
3: everyone me. who's on a podcast can do sound yeah. perfection, so.
0: And then he snowballed that, and then people kept asking me to do sound on their films, and I'm not a sound guy, <laughs> if <In my laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it, it, it blossomed from there, and then yeah. we both moved to Los Angeles, and again, didn't speak like, for probably like yeah. two or three
3: years. And now our wedding is next week. No, yeah, <laughs> <I'm just kidding>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was funny because we would text each other randomly and be like, Yeah, we need to do something. We need to work on something together. Mm-hmm. And then, like, another year would go past and we'd be like, Hey, we should work on something together. And then COVID hit, and then it was just a great excuse to be like, We can send that text again and we can't work on anything yeah. together. But then we somehow made a movie. We, that did. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Yeah, we did. Very but, excited. Yeah, it's, it's been an exciting experience. And Emily, this is literally, her walking into this room was the first time I've ever met Emily in person. Which is really weird to have somebody on your podcast that you've only ever talked to through emails. But you have, that.
3: You, that's that seems to be your thing. Because right? yeah, you invited be me, and thing, then yeah. you, you know. Honestly,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm I... starting
2: to just like reach out to people on Craigslist. Right?
3: <laughs> I need friends. S-
1: same vibe. I just actually met all the people that I work with uh, for... Um, like my my day job and like get up I, right up in there get up I right up in there i hadn't i had worked there for about a year and a half but i had never met any of them wow. and so um but so uh the last weekend the halloween weekend right i met them for the first time and so like i just don't Crazy. even think it's weird anymore like you link up yeah. during the pandemic you email you text and it's like now we're best friends And the minute yeah. i see you you're getting a huge hug you're yeah,
0: exactly yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend with that because we have the entire cast of Fundy Manor here for our panel tomorrow. Mm, we have and a few of them here, here. Yeah. And other other than Walter here, I have met none of them in yeah. person, and so it's been kind of a fun experience of meeting meeting all these new people that are already my friends, but that I've never. But, but I, it's cool They're just going to just kind of pick up where uh, the unread email. Um, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> So wow. then we've got Clyde down there. Uh, he he. How much money do you think Clyde helped us raise to make that? Move?
3: Four point eight million, and then I don't know where it went. No, I'm just kidding. It was only sixty thousand dollars budget, so there yeah. no, was definitely. but yeah, we to accounting. we did yeah. raise the money through Kickstarter, uh, and yeah, Clyde was a real big, real big help with that. We got sixty over sixty k, big part thanks to. Clyde and a lot of others out there, but yeah, so it's awesome that he's yeah. here. Yeah, he came all the
0: way out from Utah just after to watch this. <laughs> it, it was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Watson, we'll tell me a little bit of your story, because I, I mean, we've got into it some before, but I'm always learning crazy, weird, new things about you. Sure. How did you really get started in film, and,
3: and especially in the horror genre? Well, I was born 8 pounds, 11 ounces, and I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> um, that was your mother for <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I was terrified as a kid at everything. Like, I remember watching E.T. and just being terrified as, like, he's coming through the cornfields. No, I would run around screaming. Um, yeah, I just couldn't. There was just certain parts in movies that I just couldn't watch. Uh, But for some reason, that just really thrilled me. And and I'm still even a scaredy-cat to this day, which uh, I guess is just, like, uh, I guess lends to making horror, because I just write stuff that I'm like, this would scare the crap out of me. I don't know if we can swear, but... Scare the crap out of me. we got
0: to make sure
3: that it's nice for children. Oh, nice for children. Okay. Scared the poo-poo out of me. And, uh... Yeah, but, uh... So, yeah, I think the, the very first time, though, and see, in Utah, growing up from Utah, rated R movies are a, a sin. You're not allowed to, to watch those. And so, of course, I was like, give me all of them. Uh, <laughs> and I remember watching um, Halloween for the first time, the original, and just, like, losing my mind. Like, just the fact of, like, uh, I don't know, what I loved about it is that it's just, like, this could happen. Like, like someone psychotic can break out of, a, maybe not nowadays, but institution and, you know. And run for us. Yeah. And then just like the whole culture of slasher films is just so fun. And funny enough, very accepting. And they have a very cool, uh, you know. And it's always, you can always tell a lot about somebody when they tell you who, who's their favorite, you know, what's their favorite slasher film. And, uh, yeah, I think it just appeals to me because I like being scared. So I am a scaredy cat, but I enjoy being scared. Um, and then, yeah, does that answer your question? I
2: think. Yeah, okay. I, I, think, I think that answers as well.
0: I mean, it's funny, though, that you mentioned, like, the whole thing with growing up in Utah and not being able to watch the R-rated movies. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, I experienced the same thing. And it was, you always hear, like, in, in the movies and stuff, they show the kids that, like, they had this like stash of porn
3: under like the loose floorboard <laughs>
0: no i had uh, cds with parental advisors and r-rated movies those are what were that's, what, that's yeah. what was hidden underneath i had a co-
3: so yeah i had a copy of uh i was just telling i think it was i don't remember if it was but i, was, I, I had a copy of grand theft auto san andreas because my uh, hidden because my <laughs> mom if she found out oh yeah
0: but now what about you emily i mean i i I expected that you came from, like, acting and all of this. And then I, as I'm, like, starting to follow all of the cast and stuff on, on social media, and I click on Emily's Instagram, and the first thing it says is Ph.D. <laughs> and I went, with, "So she's an actress. Nothing that actors and actresses aren't smart. <laughs> but you just
1: don't <laughs> expect
0: a Ph.D. <laughs> so tell me, first off, how the Ph.D. came about. And then how that kind of got you or where acting kind of came along within that.
1: Oh, for sure. So um, I grew up in Atlanta and um, I just the the things that I did growing up were uh, musical theater and, you know, any any other kind of acting I could do, a little bit of film stuff. Um, I remember auditioning for the movie Hairspray um, and getting some offers for representation from that, which was really cool. Um, but I didn't take them up on it because I was like a theater purist, and I wish I had because because <laughs> film and TV is so different and it's so much fun. Um, but uh, also, growing up, I did science Olympiad, man, and like I loved mapping. I would map the woods of my like my my uh, my neighborhoods, right? I would <laughs> I just I just really enjoy like being outside, like being in nature, so. I did uh like rocks and minerals and astronomy and theater. So it's like science team, theater, community theater, all this good stuff and I just loved it. And um like I think the term like renaissance woman is kind of lame. Like there's another <laughs> term called polymath and that just means like you have a lot of interests, so like um I just never I've never felt like I had to choose but now that you know now that I'm adult people want me to choose they're like oh what do you want to do and it's like well I don't really use my PhD I work in (laughs) I work for an ed tech company um making all the resources I wish I had when I was in grad school um but I had to uh when I was getting my my graduate degrees I deployed like to Antarctica and stuff to do some research um so I couldn't do a lot of like creative stuff, you know what I mean? And I, um, I had some issues with like anxiety and depression and when I, when I talked to somebody about it, they were like, well, what did you do growing up that like balanced the analytical side of your brain? And I was like, oh, why well, did like theater and student films and stuff? And they're like, well, you should get back into that. The problem was I lived in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico doing my masters and then I had to go to like Antarctica for like two months like Death Valley for like a few weeks at a time like I would always be gone, you know, so I didn't have a lot of time to do it. But then when I moved to Colorado, I got back into it because I was like, I really want to prioritize having this in my life. And, you know, I was I was in a major city now. Um, Denver's a commercial market, it's, um, you know, you can, you can imagine how fun that is, like, a bright smile, like, do you want a bright smile? It's, uh, it's not the most fulfilling things you've ever done, um, but uh, I get a lot of cool stuff coming from New Mexico, the film and TV that's there, you know, I self-submit to other projects in other markets, so... Yeah, I mean, I got a PhD, man. I spent about a decade in college. <laughs> but um, I just, I love rocks and minerals, and I'll never give it up. And it's it's so much fun to to go and see places, and I still map, like, all the time. That's, like, my specialty for, for like, geology and stuff is, like, um, mapping and ore deposit, like, uh, research and stuff like that. But again, you have to, for me, I have to have balance. So I would always come back to the fact that I wanted to have like not only that like family camaraderie that you have when you work on a project Mm. together, but also just like that flow state that you have when you have a creative hobby, whether it's painting, which I cannot do, (laughs) um, or it's like uh, done a lot of vocal performance. So like that, you know, you're just like, if you're 2% self-conscious, I call it the karaoke principle. Like if you're doing karaoke and there's 2% of you who's worried about hitting that next note or worried about looking dumb, you are definitely gonna look dumb. <laughs> you know? like, there's no way around it. So you might as well just go like all out, you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And uh, that's something that like doing the arts for me has always grounded me in. So like now that I'm sort of back in and I have this like balance of I like what I do for work and I get to do my creative stuff also for work, like, I'm not giving it up, and I'm not picking one thing to do, so 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 deal with
3: it. And just, like, just to hype her up even more, no offense against the other two actors here, but she, she was the one that, like, when she sent in her audition for this horror movie, Bundy Manor, that I was just, like, please say yes, like, (laughs) like, and I mean, like, we had no, one. like, there was a lot other people, but, like, like there was a lot of competition for these other lead parts, and she had a lot of competition too, except in my mind, she was it. Like I was never so solid. Yeah. I mean, Walter, probably, just because I talked to you a long time ago about the movie, <laughs> but like her audition is just... I mean, you'll see a little bit of it if you guys come to... Uh, oh, a little spoilers, tomorrow. I guess. That was supposed to be a surprise, but you'll see a little bit of her audition. Uh...
1: It's all spoilers That's for it. me too, y'all. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow exactly. night. What's funny, though,
0: is so as I messaged Emily, I was like, hey, will you be on, you know, the podcast? And she's like, well, what are we talking about? And I was like, I don't know. It just goes wherever it goes. And she immediately tells me about a weird collection that she has <laughs> that comes in part because of her PhD. What was that collection, Emily? Oh,
1: God. So I, I only bring it up because all my like acting coaches and my agents and stuff, they're always like, if you say this during this audition to this casting director, they're going to think you're an effing serial killer. Oh, and I was like, first of all, I don't hate that. I don't hate that that, that vibe for me. Nobody, nobody's <laughs> giving me serial killer. Right? Like, um, You know what I mean? So they're always like, don't do it. I know you want to. Don't. Hmm. And it's because I collect teeth. Um oh. <laughs> okay. so hear me out. I like walking. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I
2: love oh, well, I
3: love the guy like, in the I love the guy in the vans was, was like, yeah, <laughs> like, Yeah, me too, dude. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, man, you're my people. You know yeah. so so teeth are minerals, by the way. They're minerals that you make in your mouth, right? Like know. what's cooler than that? Yeah. So I have you know, I always have some, some of my baby teeth. Um, to deploy to Antarctica, you have to have all of your wisdom teeth removed. You have to have all of your mercury fillings uh, removed and replaced yeah. um, so I was like i don 't care what you have to do. Uh-huh. you get those wisdom teeth out whole and so they did <laughs> and I, and I, I only had like six weeks to do all my dental work before I had to uh-huh. before I had to go like to New Zealand to do all like the gear up stuff before you fly down and um, so they were like, do you want to do this all in one session? And I was like, duh. Like, <laughs> I don't want to come back. I got to come back to get two fillings out next week. And it, it was just, it was a lot. Um, and I'm really afraid of needles, too. So like, Yes, uh, I yeah, can attest. He yes. can attest. <laughs> um, so so they, I, they took my first, the top two out, and everything was cool. Um, but I was playing rugby at the time, which just was in poor taste. I'm not very... I'm not great at that. I played for my so friends because they PhD were. So you
0: acting and playing rugby?
1: I played and rugby. And collective. And collective. So. I, got, I got drunk recruited for rugby because a bunch of the, the girls <laughs> in, my, in my master's program, we lived in the middle of nowhere. We didn't have a lot to do, all right? Okay? So they were really sad one night because they needed like one or two more bodies on that field, right? They didn't care if I was good. And I wasn't so, <laughs> <laughs> I, like running the wrong way. Like, oh, God, I played defensive line. I'm, I'm sub five five. They just, they needed they put me in a spot and I said, I will try. You know? <laughs> and then I got like five concussions and I had to stop oh to like deploy. And they were like, oh, wow. if you get another concussion. Anyways, but so you my potentially metabolism, could
3: co- collect a lot of teeth. Well, (laughs) so my metabolism
1: was super high. They take Mm -hmm. out my top two teeth and they're like, oh, that was super easy. Mm -hmm. Go to the bottom. And then they were like, oh, I can't give you any more anesthesia because you've metabolized all of it. Like you're at the limit. Do you want me to crack them and take it out and do it faster? And I was like, don't you dare. You know, so I just (laughs) did it. I just was like, I don't, I don't even care, you know. I'll pass out if I if I need to. I didn't. I had a hot dentist. He was really nice. That was a saving grace. But um, so, like, I don't know. I'm so protective of these little teeth. Um, and, uh, like, I have some other, like, species of teeth. Like, some of my, my friends who hunt and stuff, if they find, like, a jaw or something, I just, like... Bag it. Um, if I need to, I can get like the little uh, flesh eating beetles mm. and stuff.
3: Nick
0: do you need this, the call
1: protective services? He's doing just fine.
3: <laughs> there's a booth here with teeth, just so you know.
1: Oh, what? Yeah. Yes. Remember,
3: we went there and, and de- there's no teeth? Oh. No. Well, de- I yeah, <laughs> Destiny was like, this is a booth made for me. And there was like all those yes, stuffed yes. animals and stuff. Yeah. Oh, there's stuffed animals? Well, that and teeth.
1: So. Okay, well I'll I, definitely I guess try to do
3: okay.
0: Now that I think about it. You What's do? I do. My brother for my birthday this past year bought me an actual dinosaur
3: tooth. Oh okay. Okay. I thought See, you that's were doing the same so thing. Cool. I was oh, like, no. doing, are we all saving our teeth? I didn't know that's, that's the trend. I collect other kinds of
1: teeth. Like let's gotcha. say let's say if I have a woolly mammoth's tooth, which looks what? um they're like um, I don't have one, they're wildly oh, Okay, that would have been stuff. awesome. Um, they're like these oval things and they have these ridges. They don't even look like teeth, but they're because they're herbivores, so they're grinding teeth, right? So if you have that, same with the horse's tooth, you can tell how that thing died, how young it was, because when a horse grinds all its teeth down, it dies, because it can't eat, uh-huh. right? So that's why teeth are so cool. As I just collect as many specimens as I can, you know, uh, elk teeth are, are uh, like um, uh, ivory, same thing as like an elephant's tusk hmm, kind of wow. deal. I didn't know that. So like, um, not that I'm doing, I'm not that I'm doing it for that, because that's you know, <laughs> elephants. Elephants are great. Yeah. Um, but. Teeth are just so cool. And, like, look, if I took anybody's tooth and I did like a cross section, I could tell you everywhere right, that on. you lived in your whole <laughs> life. I could because of the tap water. Because everything that you eat oh, and wow. you drink goes into all the, the, the stuff in your teeth. Yeah. Right? So, if I cut a tooth in half, I could be like, you lived here from this year to this year and this year to that year. Wow. Right? Isn't that cool? That's crazy. I didn't know that. Teeth are wild. And you grow them in your... I just can't get over it. So I just love them. So I just... This has been teeth (laughs) chat.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) So this is... So when when he messaged you... This was the first thing you wanted to
2: talk about. It's it's
1: purely because everybody on like my acting team is like, don't you, don't you, don't you say it.
2: <laughs> you yeah, as as you it, talk like, about something right. else.
1: We don't work because because New Mexico is a very like tight knit um, like film community, hmm. and I think they really just don't want to freak those people out because they bring me <laughs> in a lot <laughs> for like really cool stuff. So but I feel like if they would give me the platform for the teeth talk, the teeth I could really win them over. Let's do it. Right? Because you know. It's, You either think it's cool or you still think I'm a, like a serial killer. No. And that's nothing I can say. Okay, about.
3: well, I'll admit, I was a little weirded out until you. I wasn't weirded out, it be funny. <laughs> but, but until Until but the cross
1: section, I could tell well, you where you live. <laughs> yeah, right? well, no,
3: that was all cool. Yeah, I, li- I liked that. Now I understand. Mm. And I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, so, it is. That's cool. So anybody find some teeth, you get your wisdom teeth out, you hit me up. Um, I, I want them. I'm going like to make ancestry, a ring out of, out out of one of mine. Oh, it's going to be so cool. <laughs> that,
2: yeah, that,
0: far more than I ever would have known about teeth. <laughs> That's... But I'm now, I'm now intrigued. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you are. get you some. <laughs> my, tea. my brother's
0: a dentist, and he's never told me this much about teeth. Oh my <laughs> gosh!
1: All I'm thinking is like teeth pipeline. <laughs> 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 get yeah, those he's teeth. getting the
0: text after the show. <laughs> so when it comes to when it comes to film for both of you, I know that you, Watson, have always just been a big horror fanatic. That or Back to the Future. Yeah. It's, If you could combine both, you would. (laughs) But for both of you, what horror movies... I know you kind of mentioned Halloween earlier, but what ones... Was it that made you really say, hey, I want to be a part of of the horror genre?
3: Ooh. Well, yeah, so for sure... For sure, Halloween. Um, I definitely love Trick or Treat. Um, Let's see, what else do I love? Um... Really love um, it. Like I actually really liked. I mean, I um, love the Tim Curry it? one. Oh, I'll take any. I'll take any <laughs> it. Give me. Give me it all. Um, like I actually celebrate Halloween in September, and like I just do. September, the beginning of the month, is all brand new horror uh, that I haven't seen yet. Uh, so I watched Sleepaway Camp for the first time. That was an eye-opening uh, <laughs> experience. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Halloween is just the one that kind of really opened the door to, like, the whole horror thing. And so, um, I, I mean, and then, you know, Gremlins was definitely a big one of me yes. growing up. Like, for some reason, I was afraid of E.T., but Gremlins, I wasn't too afraid I of. I always
0: have people mention either E.T. or Gremlins to me, and I was obsessed with both and never even thought of them as a horror movie. <laughs> like, they were just a fun, like, I have Multiple stuff gizmos. Yeah, that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I had some like I had my ET figures. It never in a million years was a horror movie. Yeah, to me. But I think that's funny that, that was one
3: that. Yeah, and then rec- I'd say like recent stuff that I really really love is um, you know Conjuring series. I think those are fantastic. Um, like uh, let's see. I mean Ari. All, anything he does, I think, is is uh, fantastic. So, Hereditary or or Midsummer, if you can stomach them, <laughs> some of them. Um, but yeah, what Walter about you? has a great oh. cameo in Hereditary. <laughs> I'm sure he loves talking about it. <laughs> what about you? I'm not going to tell you what it is. You guys can find it on your own. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. So one of the first horror movies that I remember like watching all of is uh, I think it was called The Haunting. I'm pretty sure I watched it because I. And I'm not even sure if this is true, but I I think, or at the time I believed that the main character was the woman who played Miss Honey in Matilda, and I oh. loved her. I thought she was just like she 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 was just everything like the sweet teacher like mm. who lives in the cottage, know. right? Yeah, yeah, like having tea parties, eating chocolate, and <laughs>
2: you know, like living so her best life. she was life. in
1: this she was in this horror movie, and it was. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I did look for it on a couple streaming services a couple mm. weeks ago, and I couldn't find it. But it was like this really, um, almost like a beautiful dark movie about this obviously like a haunted house, and these weird things start happening, and like um, somebody is playing like a like I think it's like a guitar, and the string snaps, and it flips them in the eye, and they like lose their eye, <laughs> oh, wow. you know. And I remember being like, that's that's dope, I love like, I love that, like, I never, like, you know, you don't think you'd be into that, right, so I wasn't so scared of it, I guess, because it was really, the aesthetic was there for me, and I loved this this actress, she was just, like, everything, um, but after that, for me, it ended up being, like, Gremlins, um, mm. too, <laughs> of course, how can you not, you know, on, I just don't, I don't know how I can, yeah. um, Friday the 13th, um, and then, uh, those like I liked and I was like uh, those were my speed mm. right and then I got to some things that were too much right <laughs> too too young too much and that was like Chucky Ooh. Pet Cemetery. Ooh. um oh gosh what was the other one I, those two for sure and it just like wrecked me <laughs> you know I was just like I was so scared i was like i was trying to love it right but it was like this is too much i don't i don't want to feel this way i feel very oh god i don't (laughs) like it you know um and then so i didn't watch horror movies for a really long time and then i saw the exorcism um i saw both exorcism movies Mm. and i remember being like could i make that could i make that look real like you know so i started practicing like what does it look like if I if I'm trying to play like possessed? And I just remember being crawling really, down the
3: stairs
0: backwards.
1: Really hung up on that. Like I was doing something.
0: Emily's parents were what is she doing? She's crawling up the stairs. I've always been my own person,
1: okay? My mom, my mom understands who I am. Like, what are you doing? Why is she hanging Stop. in the corner for it. it? Like, oh she's doing weird stuff again. Like, just leave her alone, let her do it. Hmm. You know? And so that that for me was like the the moment when it clicked like if I did movies, I could do stuff like that. Cause there's not like, to my knowledge, a ton of like horror theater, right? I mean, there's little shop of horrors, right? But it's yeah. not that scary and there's great songs. Yeah. So it makes it less scary. Um, but I remember being really intrigued with that, with like the acting part of being in a horror movie. Like what would it be like? Would I be able to like do it? Would I get out of my own way enough to like try it and make it like truthful? Um, and then I got really into, like, any zombie movie that came out between 2000 and 2010. Like, <laughs> I just would watch all of them because I liked the the gore, and I was interested in making that kind of, like, gore, right? So I'm not a great fan. I can't, it was, like, you know, whatever. But I, I remember, like, the intrigue of, like, the acting part of it. And just Gremlins is a great movie, right? <laughs> never never yeah. left me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like yeah. the gore part of it. And then I didn't have a lot of opportunity to audition for horror movies, so I started seeking it out over the summer. Nice. And that's when I linked up with you guys. Yes. Wanted to give it a go.
3: Yes.
0: My, I know, like, the more and more I got into horror, my parents were always like, I don't know why you love it so much. Like they didn't hate it. They just thought it was so weird how enamored I was. Mm -hmm. And then my mom randomly revealed to me that when she was in labor with me, Carrie was on repeat in her (laughs) hospital room. (laughs) And I was like, that explains a lot of things. All right, there you go. (laughs) But I was like, I was literally born into- There you go. You know, having that in the rooms that I was yeah. How could I not?
1: That, like, love heralded it. you into the world. Yeah.
3: I love that. Yeah, that's fun. Carry me into the world and put me in the same closet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, now, when it came to, you know, creating, I don't want to get too much into the weeds of what we're going to get into tomorrow, Yeah. but when it came to finally deciding, cause you'd made a lot of short films.
3: Yes. Uh, too many day to <laughs> Kill.
0: <laughs> when it came to finally making that decision of, hey, I'm going to, make my first feature how did that kind of come about for
3: you well so I've written a lot of feature scripts so I was doing a lot of shorts and then I wrote a lot of uh features well a lot it's like five or six but there that's quite an, <laughs> writing 80 pages or 90 pages of anything is as you can attest yeah. it, it is not an easy thing to do um but it kind of just came down to like, I I moved out to L.A., so I've been living in L.A. for six years, um, and it kind of just came down to the idea, right, and, like, I wanted to make a movie, but I knew that if it was going to be my first movie, it had to be on a low-budget scale, and I wanted to make it in a town, little town that I was from, which was Cedar City, so I was just, because I always thought it would make a great setting for a horror movie, um, rural areas always do, so, um, but, uh, yeah, just kind of like when it finally struck me, the idea for the movie, uh, I was like, okay, this place could take place in a small town. Like, this is a place that, um, you know, that I, like, all my friends could be a part of. It only needs, like, three or four major locations. Okay, let's try it and let's do it. It still ended up being a little bit and more ambitious than originally planned, but it still came out, I mean, so far epic and the trailers super cool so yeah the idea is i think what finally was like okay this is going to be it this is going to be the first one because it was low budget enough that i could make it happen i think yeah and make it happen and we did yes we did (laughs) (laughs) so it it, it was fun to kind of
0: watch it where i've kind of been following along with you for so long and then worked on a short with you to now see it get to the stage especially when i remember the film I worked on with you was called Take Me Out. It was a re- another horror film. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And what was the budget on that? Like a thousand dollars. Yeah, like a thousand dollars. And it was. And like... It was
3: supposed to be set in the nineteen fifties. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing I'm thinking I could make it for a thousand dollars, but yeah.
0: But I remember our our meals on some of the nights was, was, like, yeah, was Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell. And for me personally, I cannot eat onions. If, ah. if there is raw onion in something. Uh-huh. It's just a natural gag reflex. And I'm with this cast and crew. I know nobody. It's like my second night. And I don't know how many of you guys remember. Taco Bell used to make just a basic bean burrito. And they put like a fistful of onions in it. <laughs> for no reason whatsoever other than because they were out for me. <laughs> and I remember with this brand new cast and crew. And I bite into it. And I just have this mouthful of onions. And I was just like, I can't
2: throw up. with this not throw
0: crew right now. And I had to just take the biggest gulp of just all of this onion going oh, down, and I thought I was going to die, <laughs> and I always associate that with Take Me Out. Oh, I love it. The, the, the most were, unpleasant almost, experience. Yeah, you almost killed
3: me with onion <laughs> to, to
0: make sure that, that your film was yeah, made. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, I appreciate you doing that. <laughs> but then, then having to like switch up to Bundy Manor and having to figure out how to feed 20 people at least, which yeah. on a film crew scale, that is so teeny tiny. But still having to sit there and be like, how do I feed this many people? Yeah. Every single day. Yeah, and
3: I've been on like like professional sets where they just feed you pizza. Yeah. Every single day, and it's awful. And so that was my one thing that I didn't want had to happen is that we didn't have pizza so them Mexican food every day. <laughs> for the first week. That's true.
1: <laughs> I actually remember. I don't know who it was, but they were like, the food won't just be pizza, and I was like okay uh, I yeah I,
0: I might have said that in an email because any of these guys will attest i write novels so it's like you expect to get just like the email like hey this is call time tomorrow or something like that and i'm just like sit back guys have i got a story to tell
2: <laughs> and, and they, they are thorough so. they,
0: they are thorough and then i like to put something at the end that's just like please send me your phone number or something so that i know that they read it and there only about go. half of them respond. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, when we were raising funds for the movie, too, you would do the same thing. Yeah. Where he would be like, text me, like, this phrase. Yeah. And several hours would go by, and all of a sudden, you in our group chat, mm-hmm. he would be like, so, has anybody read
3: the email? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because nobody would ever respond with that. Yeah,
3: exactly. So, oh. as
0: far as what's kind of coming... Next for you and now that this is kind of you know Bundy matters wrapped up. I mean we'll have of course the release and all the stuff coming forward with that. But what's next for you
2: acting wise?
1: Um so I've been uh delving into writing a lot this year uh don't get excited because I suck (laughs) uh uh, you know but I'm trying to do the dang thing uh right so we uh my friend Jamil and I with the help of Nick we uh we're we have one little teeny baby scene to shoot and then we have my my first short um and uh then I'm writing you know some other stuff and um, just trying to do a lot of, like, our own kind of content creation because right now, like, New Mexico is kind of slow and then, um, like, through Christmas tends to be kind of slow for commercials because they shoot, uh, like, you audition and shoot the Christmas commercials in, like, like September. The
3: line. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like,
1: sep- August, September. So... Um, yeah, I've just been trying to trying to focus on like learning that new skill, and man, is it super hard. <laughs> the whole, you know, because I I like to write email novels as well, right? You can't you can't do that in a script. It's like too many notes, and that's that's all the notes that I get is like, what is someone, what is this? What, why, why are you doing this? You know, like show don't tell, and I'm like back to the drawing board. You know, so so I'm I'm really excited to get more into that and. Um, yeah just doing doing my thing you know I have to every time I travel somewhere I have to, I have my whole like self-tape set up you know because like you can't there's there's no more of this like we tried to move it, when we were in Chicago a few weeks ago we tried to move like the furniture in the hotel room and stuff so I could tape something for like a network show and it just looked terrible and so <laughs> I was like man I always got to travel with like the backdrop those little ridiculous sticky hooks so you can hang it right (laughs) because you have to be standing because if you're I used to like try and crouch on the floor you know, like rearrange. I did that for pickup shots too. I had to shoot in our Airbnb. We're all like moving the stuff around so I can have like a blank wall, you know, like, and then like, I'm just like crouching on a pillow because if I go up too much higher, there's a picture and I don't want to take it off the wall. So I'm like (laughs) crouched to doing the scene where I should totally be standing because that's what the energy is. Uh Right. And then, um, you know, Nick's reading for me and I'm just like, like on on my macbook and so i'm like fish-eyed a little bit like man this is not it this does not look good <laughs> <We And> sell- <laughs> Crouching? <laughs> <laughs> I, man, I hope not, because if anybody knew that I was crouching, they'd be like, why are you like this? Like, stop it. But I was just like, trying up, to, what? yeah, work with what you got. But now it's just like, whatever, double down. I got to travel with a tripod, at least one ring light, and the, the frickin' backdrop just so it doesn't look, like, abysmal. <laughs> and I, I don't shoot on my MacBook anymore because it never looks good enough. Mm. Um, but some of the auditions that I, I've kind of moved into this, like, um honestly, like sort of like more trashy kind of things, if I'm completely honest because <laughs> like, but it's actually, it's really, really fun because typically if I get a commercial audition, they want like complete polish, you know, like lots of makeup and like, it takes so long and you got to shower and like, you know, it's not that fun. But now, because New Mexico is, is sort of a, a very niche market. You, you shoot things like Breaking Bad shot there, Better Call Saul shoots there um you know what i mean so those kind of things the co stars tend to be more like normal people esque. so they they don't they don't want like makeup and stuff so now i get some auditions and typically it's like man i got to shower i got to put makeup on <laughs> and then you read it you read the breakdown and it's like like <laughs> i don't know it's uh, it's like a uh, angry gas station attendant or something right <laughs> so then it's like if i haven't showered in a couple of days and my hair is gross and and like like I didn't get good sleep. I'm just like, Oh man, I'm ready. Here we go. This is angry gas station attendant. Here I am, you know? And so that's been really fun to, to like transition into something where it doesn't, you don't have to be so like, so like
2: polished. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then they're always better. They're always more fun roles, right? (laughs) Like if I can be like the delinquent, like threatening you outside of McDonald's, why do I want to be like the you know, some like polished person yeah. on on a date on a bad date, right? <laughs> like there is no comparison. I definitely <laughs> want to be the person mugging you. One
0: yeah. of my favorite stories I've, I've heard with an actor like prepping that way. Uh, my buddy, Austin Grant, Walter, Walter knows him. He's been in, I mean, Hereditary, midsummer mm-hmm. Some of those that we mentioned, uh, Wind River, he's been in a bunch, but he had to audition for this film uh, called Nine Below. I think it's with Josh. Oh, Hartman. yeah. Yeah. And when he was auditioning, he wanted to rip the granola bar that he had, with the scene with his teeth just kind of make it more, and he rips it, and the thing sticks to his lip. And so he just had to sit there and do this audition with this piece of granola bar wrapper stuck to his lip and be able to just stay in character. And he's halfway through the scene, and it finally just goes, and just starts fluttering <laughs> while he's trying Amazing. to stay in character and be just
1: you just gotta work with it when that happens you know what i he mean he booked the role
0: so I yeah mean the, but yeah it was hilarious that he said this silver shiny
1: no one will forget that you know i thought you were gonna say he ripped like his tooth off yeah
3: that's but... what i thought too it's like give it to her yeah <laughs> that's just where my mind goes you know like something happened
1: to your tooth my friend lost a filling. i was like do you know where it is <laughs> He
2: didn't. No. Six hours later, he I'm didn't really thump just. Thump. He said he and...
1: thought it was in his car, and I was like, "I'll
0: be right back." <laughs> what, what about for you, Watson? What is I know I know we've kind of talked a little on some, but what what do you kind of have coming up next as we get ready to move on to the next project?
3: Yeah, uh, so I already have like a very baseline. Um, I mean, so first and foremost, uh, it needs to be edited. This movie, it is. We have a, a first assembly cut, so it's barely watchable i don't know if it's even quite that yet but uh it's uh so we're gonna get that done we're gonna get that all ready to go um and we're going to be you know hopefully selling it and um things like that hopefully the trailer will help but in tandem to that i'm going to be uh writing my next script which i already have um the idea this one will be straight up horror comedy something i didn't even mention is like i love evil dead if no one has seen De- uh, Dalen Tucker vs. Evil, please go see it. It is such a great movie. It is so underrated and not enough people have seen it. Um, but yeah, so I will be writing my next one, but it'll be much more of a horror comedy and ho- I don't know when we'll shoot it because we're going to probably be working on a bunch of different projects. But yeah. um, but hopefully we'll shoot it pretty soon. So, yeah, this, this
0: coming here like between Bundy Matter and yours, I've got Five, possibly six projects that are all like it's January awesome. hits and I'm just going to try and survive. Yeah, yeah was, exactly. I mean, we've got projects we're picking up from 2020 that literally the week that like things shut down. I was in pre-production on a show that was supposed to start shooting in a month mm-hmm. and yeah, that all just went to hell. And so now we have to go back and
3: yeah. try and figure that out. But it's funny because like COVID, without COVID and quarantine, like this movie, uh, Bundy Manor, that's the movie, I don't even think we said the title, (laughs) but Bundy (laughs) Manor is the the name of the movie that we made, and uh, it probably would never have happened, or at least for a longer time, unless quarantine happened, because I was sitting on the idea for quite a while, and then during quarantine, you don't have much to do, so I was just like, you know what, I'm going to write this thing out, and... I'll probably say this at the other panel just because it's i I wish i could tell my super depressed quarantined (laughs) self that like hey man keep making this movie or keep writing this because it's actually going to be made which is insane yeah it is
0: weird when you're in that mode of like you have to force yourself to Mm -hmm. to get things written to get things done and then as you start filming it still doesn't seem real Mm -hmm. and then you start getting like, dailies back, and you're like, oh, my God, this is actually a thing. Yeah. And then, I mean, even the assembly cut, I came over and watched it with you last week, and mm-hmm. it felt very, very weird to sit there and be like, oh, this is, this is that thing that, <laughs> that we've been working on for yeah. months now, and to see it all come together. And, yeah, it's, it's very, very strange. I mean, there's, uh, when things did shut down, the project that I was supposed to go into production on, after about a week, I was going stir-crazy. Sure. because I was like, I need to make something. So I called my producing partner on that. Uh, his name is James Semank. You guys have seen him on Conan a ton. He does a, any weird ass sketch for somebody's in a weird costume, it's probably him. <laughs> uh, or if you've seen the Conan sketch when they have the Barbie hotel and the guy's pants drop and he has Ken's genitals, that's my producing partner. <laughs> but oh. we, uh, we came up with an idea that we could shoot at home uh, that we didn't have to like make it as like a COVID quarantine. Instead, it was just some bonkers, stupid thing that the more and more we keep seeing science articles come out, and we're like, oh, this wasn't that far off, because we actually read up to try to make it legit where there's just this planetary wobble that makes it so that if you're too close to somebody else, you spontaneously combust. <laughs> so everybody had to stay inside so they didn't explode. <laughs> and it, we created a pen pal system where people, it's these three people that are stuck in their rooms and they have to, they're corresponding and giving their, what's happening in their lives and everything just goes wrong in every single. But I made it so that we can still shoot it. And there is nothing weirder than shooting scenes that there is no dialogue, it's just yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're having to like hope that, okay, this is the dialogue, that's how I'm gonna say it. Because it's all voiceover as if someone's writing the letter and somehow that what quarantine like produced in our depression riddled brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it it was it was a good time to be able to like sit and focus on on projects and try not to get just lost in the yeah. in the chaos of it. So how many of you guys here by your hands are from California? So wow.
3: we so go. We're, I should more or less let
0: me clarify that. We're in California throughout the quarantine, throughout the pandemic. So most of you guys knew like had to be locked down for quite a while, especially if you were in LA County. So, I mean, some of our Utah guys here, pandemic stopped back in May of last year. So, <laughs> so they've had a little bit more free reign, but yeah, I mean, we were, we were a little bit locked down a lot longer and uh, it, was a, it was a lot to kind of have to figure out of how to stay, how to stay active and Entertained with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I watched a lot of cooking shows but I don't enjoy cooking. <laughs> I watched a lot of baking shows and I definitely don't enjoy baking. Like the minute that you got to sift the, the flour it's like why, why can't you sift it before I get it? <laughs> <laughs> it seems so superfluous and like I don't know. It's just like it, it gets there, and it's just I'm I'm done with this. this is, I'm gonna I'm gonna I am going to i can not It's too much sifting. I can't. It makes me. It makes me legitimately upset.
0: <laughs> so uh, with the time we have left, uh, with the handful of you here, do any of you guys have any questions for Watson, Emily, or myself? If you do, feel free to jump up to there, or you can shout it out. Yeah.
2: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys filming some of the four or one like, second? Or you guys experience? paranormal, like, experiencing that things you don't, especially
3: doing those kind of films. So, not during, n- not during this one in particular, but, uh, we, we have, uh, we, we shot at this cabin once. You weren't there, I don't think, during the day, though, because it happened at night. He's talking to Walter in the office. Sorry. <laughs> so, we, we shot, we shot a horror short, uh, in this cabin, Uh, up and secluded in the mountains of Utah and we were shooting uh, like at night in this basement and we were waiting for stuff to get set up and I kid you not there was like a bookshelf and I don't know if it's just because like people were downstairs banging up against the wall or something or what happened but like books just started to (laughs) come down this was the zombie movie oh I'm sorry the zombie movie (laughs) Uh, zombie short, I'm sorry, the zombie short I made called Relentless Dead. Um, so that was pretty weird. And then, like, just randomly, the, like, windows would, like... And it probably was just the wind, but, like, the, the <laughs> windows would just shatter. House. Yeah, I was just like, okay, that's interesting. And in
0: the case it so, didn't pick up on the audio, it asked, it'd any paranormal, like, experiences while shooting anything horror. Yeah. Um, with If you go onto the On The Mic Instagram for the two years leading up to the pandemic, uh, every October I would do like a couple 31 days of horror where uh, every single day I would stop at a new allegedly haunted place somewhere uh, within the greater Los Angeles area. And I mean, I'm a skeptic on a lot of those things, but there were definitely times where it would just be a little bit too weird. We had, we had one, uh, Austin Grant actually did it the first year with me and we were, walking this stretch of Hollywood Boulevard, where we were like, we can walk this long stretch to re, like, hit a bunch of stops. Uh, so That's what we can record a ton and just release it through the week. And at one spot, we were in front of the Warner Pacific Theater. That is this, it was an original theater that the Warner Brothers uh, had opened that they were going to show the first movies that had sound. And I think it was Jack Warner that died of a brain hammer like right beforehand. And he allegedly haunts the building and allegedly yeah. <laughs> yeah i will always say allegedly <laughs> but as we were filming it uh both of us felt and awesome actually felt like somebody touched his arm and we didn't think anything of it until the leaves of the tree next to us all moved with it and we were just like <laughs> that was weird and we just were like no we'll chalk it up to whatever else yeah. so we keep walking up hollywood boulevard and we get to the chinese theater And there's tourists out and about chatting and whatnot. And we actually recorded a similar thing, promoting stuff with Bundy Manor. But the Chinese theater is allegedly haunted by a projectionist who hung himself behind the screens. And we were giving the whole spiel on it. And as soon as we said his name, the music playing in the forecourt blasted real loud and then came back. And we both just kind of stood there like, that was weird right like that uh, didn't just naturally and we just kind of moved on and then we went into the hollywood roosevelt now if you've ever been into the hollywood roosevelt hotel it's a beautiful hotel first academy awards were held there uh, they shot a lot of entourage there <laughs> <laughs> and but it's allegedly haunted by uh Marilyn monroe and uh, rudolph valentino there's just tons of people that allegedly haunt this place if you die yeah, hopefully, it's yeah, yeah, hopefully it's there yeah <laughs> hopefully none of them died there but they oh. all they all hang out there <laughs> uh-huh. allegedly, hang uh, out allegedly. There. and it was and it was one of those things where the lights and the camera we were getting weird reflections mm-hmm. and it was only in a certain area that they allegedly are seen well wow. this it happened just, all the same day it happened all the same day wow. and by the end of that day we were freaked out enough mm-hmm. that we were like we're just going to take the next few days off and just kind of <laughs> decompress from that because and I mean we still are both skeptics with it, but that day definitely yeah yeah
3: creeped us out of it. <laughs> Did anything happen?
1: Uh,
3: I hope I not know. at the house because we stayed there. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I think Walter and I are too busy cutting up all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's
3: true. Yeah, that's a good question. To be, Do you to believe in ghosts? Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Two
2: points. Sure. But you know, like, Japanese horror movies, and yeah. you know, like, they're like, pretty much like a duck white face,
3: My
2: experience is when I was younger, and ever since then, I've been always kind of like, curious still. Yeah. Is, um, I'm not sure if we have time for a story to speak pretty quick, so. Like, we, we, we've got a couple minutes. months. <laughs> Basically, I would think back then, we were living in Linwood, in the first Long Beach area and then uh in the house we have like eight of us and then my grandma my parents so my parents my uncle and aunts and my cousins so my dresser would be in the living room so right in the living room there's the hallway to get to the kitchen to, to you know the room the bedrooms and then to the left of that if you face the front door there's the kitchen and then the front door there has a the big window right there so i was getting my socks on uh, next thing i turn around and see this face just pops out Grey Shadow, Yellow Eyes, I still remember today, even my parents would like to talk about it, you still remember that, right? But yeah. And it was, it didn't like, was there, it was there for a while. Yeah. Like, longer than the usual clips, right? Yeah. And then next time, I came back, yelled for my grandma, and then it just disappeared. Jeez. So so they knew about that, about four hours later, found out my grandpa, I think my grandpa, my grandpa's brother passed away. Oh. So uh, In the Thai culture, it's there's you know it's common to for elders who comes to come visit you for a last time or in your dreams or something like that. And huh. that was my first like actual face to face experience. And then uh, when I was 21, when I was uh, a Buddhist monk for a little bit. Um, so I think everything in the Thai culture is that any children, any male that's 21 have to become a monk. Mm-hmm. So um, so I, I did the whole ceremony. And then when we were there. We can't eat. We don't eat between um, um, 6 a.m. and noon and everything else and we drink water. Hmm. And then prayer, 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 prayer. So one of the nights we're walking towards the temple, it was around 8 o'clock. You could see a motorcycle back right backpack. So, and, you know,
0: being in a walk in Thailand, it's creepy. Yeah. You know that you're saving anything else. Who uh-huh.
2: feels um, here and there, but not, being, not as the first one, I'm Acid. When you get yeah. I mean, I'll I'll close on, on one similar to what
0: you said. Mm. Uh, it wasn't I thought I was it was when my great grandfather died. We were I, we were at the funeral in Idaho, and I didn't know him very well, but I knew he, what he looked like. And I walk into the bathroom my dad is standing there talking to him (laughs) and I absolutely freaked out ran out of the bathroom didn't know what the hell was going on found out my great grandpa was a twin
3: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely terrifying
0: (laughs) well thank you guys so much for again coming to a late night panel Uh, we really appreciate it especially taking the time Thanksgiving weekend to come to comic-con and again tomorrow night uh, kind of on the other side in room nine uh, will be the Bundy Manor panel. So you come, we'll in, see feel, trailer, come see the trailer. We're debuting see behind the
3: scenes stuff. We'll have the whole cast. Yeah, the whole cast is here. Yeah. And yeah.
0: So thank you guys so much for coming out.
3: Drive safe. Okay. Or walk safe. Yeah, walk safe. <laughs>